What's popping? Light sauce. Light sauce? Light sauce. Not too heavy. Light sauce. Machine guns in the whip. I feel like spy hunting. With Matt Black like a jet. Hop in the booth and then cook up with time. When there's nothing to do with your beat again. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Are we back? Are we finally back? Tell me, Steph. Are we finally back? I think we back. I, I think we back. We back. We back. All right. <laughs> Let me just... I have to make sure because, listen, it's been... Shit. Let me think. It's been... Shit. It's been about... Let me see. Because it's June, right? Yeah, it's June. It's about four months, I think. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Wow. Speaking... Any, anyways, it is... Your guy, your man with the plan, your host with the most. I am Reek, and I'm joined by my good friend, Steph, a.k.a. Kid, well, FKA, Kid Devil, a.k.a. Hellblazer. Man, and welcome to the Light on the Sauce podcast. Oh, my goodness. See, now, here's the thing about it. Life happens, shit happens, and the thing about it me is too much life happens to me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, sometimes shit just doesn't work out in your favor, and shit gets pushed back, gets pushed back, gets pushed back, like a bad, like a bad haircut. And sometimes you just gotta let shit recover. And if it took me a long time to get back to a place where I can comfortably record podcasts on a regular basis, and that's what I plan to do. Uh, I'm not gonna go on too long because I won't really want to get into it because I because I think it's gonna be a very fun episode. But listen, uh, enough about me. How you feeling, Steph? Bro, I'm chilling. I'm living. Honestly, I'm just happy that you're back. You know, light on the sauce was something that we needed. But, you know, I get it. You're you a busy man. Big baller teams. You know, big big motivated, big moves. You big know, boss teams. <laughs> I'm happy to lock in with someone who I really do consider my brother and someone who I'm happy, you know, is so ingrained and locked in with connecting with me. And I'm happy to we get to, like, put this down as like our little archive i guess yeah because uh, like the thing about it podcasts are like a lot, the way the way i do shit is like it's a conversation you know it's not it's not like a show it's not scripted it's not authentic isn't it was not i mean it is authentic but it's not like you know it's free form yeah like we don't you know we don't none of that fake shit you know it's all real shit all real shit straight real shit we don't play we don't do none of the bullshit you know what i'm saying huh well my man, my friend Steph here is a rapper, uh, a very good one, I think. You know, a very fucking, a very fucking good one. You know, <laughs> um, you know, I remember when I first saw him perform. It was at a um, I forgot what they called it, but it was a function up at Frostburg. I forgot. I think it was was it spring of nineteen when they did it, or was it? It was. Spring of fall, I think it was fall of nineteen, right? I came fall of nineteen. It was spring of twenty. It was spring of twenty. Yeah, it was, right, it was right before COVID. Right before COVID. Really? Damn. I might you right. It might have been you actually right. And um, I remember watching him perform with uh with Mike, aka Azur the Paradox, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this nigga?" <laughs> I was <laughs> so. <laughs> niggas that call themselves devils and demons, like y'all niggas are weird, man. But the way you did it wasn't like one of the. It wasn't like a weird thing it was just like a you know kid double you know because a lot because you know how niggas are on social media and things like that like they do things that are very they try to they try to 
call themselves things to get up to have this, I don't know, a persona, some kind yeah. of image to try to put out. But it's like, think about it is like, you don't, you don't make yourself out to be a devil. You know what I mean? I did it in like the I did it in the nerdiest way ever because that's I, I I took that name from a comic book character. Mm-hmm. I even took my current name from a comic book character. Like it's, I none of it was. But the funny thing is, like to like the regular like outside looking in, like it's like oh what in the world. But I was just like that's honestly what made me laugh all the time because I was just having fun with it and I was like look I'm gonna name myself after one of my most underrated uh heroes that I really messed with. And I'm just gonna change like a letter here and there because you know I don't want to get copyrighted. But we <laughs> take- for sure, <laughs> for sure. Like so, at what age did you decide? Like, when did you decide that you wanted to go into music in the first place? Okay, funny story. Uh, first off, I'm gonna tell you how I even got into this stuff. I'm gonna tell you how I got into this to begin with. So I was in. I was in summer school in like seventh grade, which is weird because I've never needed. Some, I don't know why it was like that year that my mom was like, "You're going to summer school." Like I've never been to summer school before in my life. I've always been a pretty like smart dude, but she was like, "Nah, you're going." Like I don't even remember my grades being that bad. But anyway, it was like my seventh grade summer. And I was at summer school, and shout out to Kingsview Middle School, shout out to G Town. But you know, I was trying to impress this girl named uh, Autumn. I think it was, yeah, this, I was trying to impress this girl named Autumn, and she was, she had just moved, and she was into Childish Gambino, and she got me hip. She got me hip to Childish Gambino. I love that guy. <laughs> of course. And so I just started listening through his catalog over and over and over, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna, like, I, I feel like, like, I was like, oh, I could be, like, childish, and then, you know, I just started walking around, like, reciting, like, Bonfire every day for, like, a week, and then... Oh, my God. <laughs> And then more and more, as I started, like, getting into, like, the art of things, I had a bunch of, like, anger issues as a kid. And, you right. know, I was like, I kind of want to hit someone, but I probably shouldn't be hitting someone because I'm in the office too much. So I'm just going to, like, I'm going to, like, write and, like, express and do that. So that's how I kind of got into stuff like that. So, yeah, it just kind of progressively, it's kind of snowballed from there. So, of course, you're not doing this shit just for fun. Obviously, yeah, it is a fun thing to do. I would imagine because you wouldn't be doing something if you didn't think it was fun. But you know, you know, I feel like you have a you have a place you want to get to with this shit. You don't want to be, you want to be, you know, albums, tours, awards, you know, Billboard. You know, like there's a there's a progression here, and uh, because I remember after I after the um. The, uh, the little talent show or whatever. I forgot what we called it. I really forgot what we called it. But after that, I, really I remember... Think it was um, called like the, I think it was called like the Creative Slam or something. I have no idea. That's what it was. I, I don't know why I was thinking talent showcase some bullshit of, or something like that. But I remember going, I was like, okay, kid. Okay, and I saw you, your profile somewhere. I probably followed you probably that same day, like the same night or the next day, somewhere around there. And um, yeah. I was like, let me see if he has anything else. Um, cause, uh, cause you you performed with Mike and y'all performed um ER, um, and I remember downloading ER. I was like, damn, it, it was like it was like it was on my replay that year. Actually, that's how much I played. It was like in my top thirty played songs that year. 
Because I used to, hey, I used to, to when I was gym and shit. So I used to, I listen to that song a lot. And then I went back to um Devil Season, and I listened to Devil Season, and then I was like, this nigga's actually okay. Because like a lot of people that are rappers and promote their music, a lot of the, a lot of there's got here that people promote and people put out or people share is like it's ass to me. <laughs> so I had to really because I was like because I was impressed by the performance, so I had to actually go look and see like is this just uh an isolated incident or is this guy actually good at what he does? Yeah. Um, because a lot of niggas just, uh, if I'm being real, a lot of niggas are rappers because their friends are lying to them. That's why <laughs> niggas are still rappers. Let's, 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 let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? You are not I'm saying, lying, I'm not saying I can do better because if I could do better, I'd be a rapper right now if I could do better, but I can't. So, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, I remember, yeah, I was into, um, Giddy Up and Party Like the 90s, shit like that. Um, and I was like, actually, this is actually, you know, he seemed like a cool dude, first of all, but I was like, this guy has good music that I can actually listen to regularly, because I know friends that are rappers that I, sometimes a lot of people, that, like, their music I just can't get into on a regular, but yours is like, okay, I could do this, it speaks to me, I can relate yeah. to this, <laughs> you know, so, what kind of, so, in your music, what is your, what do you go for in terms of messages, in terms of what you're trying to say, like, do you have a purpose when you rap or do you oh. just or a lot of times you just rap just to rap the funny thing is i come in the funny thing is i come into like every like podcast opportunity and stuff like that i come in with like questions and like answers already in and then for some reason i need to get out of this habit i always think i know what you're gonna ask but that's just a complete 180 but nah. um to answer your question i really it honestly depends on whatever like i think Okay, so I just dropped uh, Mrs. Melanin, right? So I just did that. Obviously, like, with that, I came in because it's, first of all, anyone that knows me knows I love black women, yo. Like, it's, it's, it's... Listen, 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 man. There was a time where I was tweeting that every single day because I fucking love black women. I love them. You know, all the shit. Any shade, any size, any any height, I don't care. <sighs> I love it. <laughs> I, I love it because it's crazy. Because growing up, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a left turn here. Growing up, I only like this. I only like I I exclusively like Hispanic women. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from. Uh, <laughs> but when I got into high school and I saw and, I, and there was this girl, tall, you know, light brown skinned woman, uh, you know, model type. Yeah, you know, because I was like 14 at the time. I had just entered high school, so you're like, I don't even know what real women look like yet. Yeah, Shawty yeah, yeah. was a scene. She had like a tattoo on her thigh, bro. I think her name was Jade. And it's always, bro, it's always a Jade, a Jasmine, or something along those lines, bro. Jadas and shit, man. <laughs> I remember when I was like, yeah, she has. She was like staying in the hallway, and I was walking past her. She said something to me, and I was like, huh? I was like, oh my god. You were starstruck. Hell yeah. And I know and I and the wildest part is I had never I never saw her again. I never saw her again. It was like it was like she was like this this mythical creature that you stumble upon if you search for it like in a video game. Like it's just not like but after that I was like, man. You said Shawty with a whole Easter egg. I swear to God, Shawty is like a unicorn, bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
But yeah, man. So like back to Mrs. Millen and how did that song come to be? Uh it came to be because well, honestly, to be honest, I've had that idea. I think we both know why, but go ahead. No, 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 no. I've had that idea rolling around in my head literally since I literally since my senior year of high school. I just never got around to it because it never felt right. And then like okay. Shout out to uh, shout out to my homegirl Z. My homegirl Z, the cover that you see, we had like versions of that and she sent me the the earliest version. I'll literally send it to you and then you can like post it or something when this drops. But the earliest version of that uh cover art, she literally gave to me as a graduation gift because I had told her the idea of it. But I she was always and she was always just like pressing me. She was like, Yo, when is it dropping? When are you gonna make it? Like I had whole projects come out and she would literally text me and be like yo, but you didn't drop Mrs. Melanin. Like, you're kind of doing me dirty. I was like, I haven't even written it yet because it hasn't felt right. And then literally maybe like, I want to say March, or I want to say either February or March, I got a beat from my homeboy, Fezo. Uh, my partner in crime literally produces 90% of the stuff that you hear. And so uh, I I got a beat from him and I was like, yeah, these this is kind of the vibes I'm going for. And I was just going like, I was just I was just going to go, and that was and literally the hook you hear is the first thing that came to my head, and so it was very freeform from there. At that point, it was just kind of like, I want to get across the ode, and I want to really show people that like I really do appreciate not just the black woman in my life, but just the black woman like in general. And I think that it, sure. I think that it did that really well. Yeah, because. Think about it is like a lot of a lot of times black women they're very underappreciated, very underrated, you know. Because the thing about the thing about black women is they already have two strikes when they're born. One, they're women, and two, they're black. Yeah. Put those two together is like you just have you know, sadly enough, little to no respect in this world from, you know, people. And the thing about it is like it's 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 beautiful to look at because like when, I I see women out here and they're killing it you know businesses, grades whatever they whatever they get into like black women out here killing it and they have been since quarantine started it's it's fucking nah look they haven't since the dawn of time but honestly I'm gonna I, I hate to interrupt but I I hate to interrupt but I gotta pause just so I could take this moment to shout out literally the ones in my life that I think are just doing it and killing it uh shout out to my homegirl Asha shout out to Ariana Monet, who is killing it in terms of what she's doing for Frostburg culture. Yes, Prez. Uh, who I'm so I'm tweaking right now. Shout out to Sav. Shout out to my homegirl Z, who like I said did the cover art. Shout out to literally every black woman I've come across in my life that has helped me. And you think shout out, shout out K walks the goat. She just graduated. My main man graduated. She first got me started. She she got she the one that got my beard right. Shout out to her. Shout out to um, OT helped me with my skin and shit. She's killing it too. You know what I'm saying? She's gra- she graduates soon. Um, yeah. Even though I don't know her, shout out Nini. Even though I don't know her personally. Um, nah, shout out Nini because Nini's out yeah. here killing it in the podcasting world. No, for sure. And I've listened to her podcast a few times, and I actually enjoy what I hear for real. For real, like she's, you know, I'm like they should be hilarious. I ain't gonna lie. Like I fuck I fucks with them a lot. And yeah. there's, a, there's a few more. I can't think of their names right now. Fuck, I feel horrible. But I know I feel horrible right now thinking of all the ones that I'm missing. But I have to, I have to drop this last one real quick, and I apologize to everyone that I missed. But shout out to my homegirl Natalia. She is like, when in terms of like making sure that my sound is like perfect and right, 
she is always the person I go to, so I thank her so much for that. And she is like, she's literally like my platonic ride or die, and I wouldn't ask anything more from her. See, and that's beautiful because the thing about it is like, the thing about black women, the beautiful thing about black women is like they they under they appreciate our struggles, they appreciate what we go through. You know what I'm saying? Like, they understand us. You know, the thing about a lot of guys though is that they feel like they uh they can't talk to anyone because they'll be seen as soft or whatever the case may be. But it's like, think about it is, man, black women want us to talk to them. You know, there are some women out here that are mean and will, you know, try to bitch us out or whatever the fuck. You know, that's true. There are mean people out here. Yeah. But in a general sense, man, having a black woman to talk to, bruh, it's awesome. Straight yeah. Up. It, it, I think if you need it, like, bro, like, I, I say this to all the non-POCs out there, or just the non-black people, I guess I'm saying out there, get a black woman in your life if you just need anything. And of course, you know... If you can, bro, go ahead, do that. I'm telling you. Yeah, and of course, you know, I can't forget, you know, only the best black woman I have in my life. Shout out to my mom, you know, love her. For sure, for sure, for sure. (laughs) I only say that because I'm currently in her house right now, so (laughs) no, I'm messing with you. I would have said it regardless, but it just just adds to that. But no, No, um, for sure. But nah, man, I think overall, it was just like an ode to everything. It was just like a super, like, it was just a super great, like, super, like, it was, it's a piece where I'm really, like I said, when I posted it up, it's probably the most important thing that I've made so far. And so I'm really happy that it came out really well. And yeah, I'm I'm happy that, you know, people for the most part seem to be messing with it. And this is a super long answer, so I apologize, but yeah. No, it's all right. It's all right. No, no, no. Like, because the thing about music is, like, a lot of people, you know, a lot of things aren't really touched on that deep. Even when people laugh, like, artists don't really go into things a lot. Because, like, there, there are very deep meanings behind a lot of songs that people write, but yeah. they just don't tell you. They just won't say anything. So it's, like, good to have like... an inside, it's good to have an inside look, you know, into the art that the artist put out. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's cool shit, honestly. Like, I'm... You know, I'm I'm getting enlightened here, so I'm not I don't really mind that much. You know what I'm saying? I'm chilling. You know. This is why I keep telling people I can never do a genius interview because my genius interview would be an hour. <laughs> Nigga, I can only imagine that. Oh my god. <laughs> but nah, dog. Um, yeah, I just go go check it out if you haven't. You know, I'm sure that my socials will be somewhere tagged in, throughout this. So. Uh, stream Mrs. Melanie. Stream Pain. Stream. Fuck. Just, this, just, this is junk. You got shit, just stream everything. everything man. Honestly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just put I'ma put a link or somewhere, something, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna put something somewhere so y'all can follow him, look at him, listen to his shit, cause this nigga's amazing. I remember we were we were in our technology building at school. It was like one o'clock in the fucking morning. Although you want to talk about this. The building, <laughs> the building had been closed for like because the building closes like at like nine, right? Bro, the build, bro, we were there on a Friday. The building had closed at five. We were hiked in there for like six hours. Closed, and we were there until like one thirty when we all left. And this nigga had to walk back to Edgewood. This nigga's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> we were in there. This nigga was in there freestyling so seamlessly. It was the craziest. It was the craziest shit I ever saw. I, I've ever seen. And I was like, over like six different beats. Y'all tell me this nigga from Germantown are rapping, y'all? A nigga from Germantown? 
Is that what hold we're doing? On. Hold on, we not gonna we not gonna do that. First of all, we not gonna do that. <laughs> but now, nah, it was like, damn, this thing is crazy. Yeah. Shout out G Town, because we're not just gonna take that slander. But second nah, of all, <laughs> respect. You got second it. Second of all, yeah, you know, we was we was. I think honestly, that's like, it's which is funny because it was like at the end of like it was at like at the end of the year but i think that's like top five of my favorite moments of the year because it was literally like we were all stressed because of like exams and finals and all that but at the end i don't know what what happened i think somewhere around like 7 30 we all just decided to say you know what forget it and we're just gonna have fun and we just cooled it to like two o'clock that's what I'm saying. That, was the, that was the funnest part because it was like it was just so spontaneous like no one planned to be there that long like like because I, I remember when you and rob stayed there we me and omar went to fucking we we went to dinner. We came back, and then you know, um, my man Sosa was still there. Then Ryan yeah. came, and everything. Like we were just sitting there, chill. We were having fun, listening to music, talking about bullshit. We were on live for like an hour. Like we were chilling, and you know, like being thinking about it's so cool being around genuine ass people that actually want to be around you, bro. You just have fun like it's nothing. Like like that shit was. That's what I'm hope. That's what I'm hoping and praying. I can somehow get this house because we can have more moments like that, and it'll be easier. Because I, because I, I remember what I remember going outside because I went to the bathroom. It was like eleven something, and I saw the cop, and I was like, "Oh fuck, he about to get kicked out." <laughs> and he just looked at me. And he and he waved at me. And he left. I was like, "Bad." But now CCIT be blowing me now because the janitor. I know. I know it's her job, but please leave me the fuck alone. Especially since, especially around finals, bro. Please get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, dog. Yeah, just, just, like, especially around right. finals, just don't talk to nobody. Just let them do what they got to do. That's what I'm saying, bro. Let the students live. But on 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 a different note, so a lot of people get started with this shit through inspiration. My inspirations were like to start because originally I wanted to be a uh, a sports journalist, sports analyst, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and my inspiration was um, Stephen A. Smith, um, the main guy over at ESPN. Legend, of course. Love that guy. Bro, he is um, a goat. He is a, he is a goat sure. when it comes to commentary. Absolutely. That, like, he got, he actually got me into looking at sports in a more deeper sense. I was, I, I didn't like, I didn't start actually, I didn't start watching sports until I was like, shit, 11? Like, I would catch it on TV, but I would never watch it. You know, I would never watch yeah. it. So I couldn't watch it. The only the only way I could watch anything was when, you know, football came on on Sunday, you know, because I missed everything else. Yeah. And even then, I, st- I didn't care that much until I got to a certain age. But, you know, and then I, got, and then I discovered podcasts. And I, I, I used to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast a lot, mostly just because I'm a huge UFC fan and I would listen to, like, the fighters talk about fights. The other shit Joe yeah. Rogan talks about is... I'm not even gonna get into that. That's that's a whole different story. But how did you get your like? What what was your inspiration? How did you get your start? Like who made like who who did you listen to? Who did you watch that made you say, you know what, I want to do this for a living? Okay. So first off, I have to say this: without Childish Gambino, there is no me. Uh, because the internet made me want to actually like put pen to paper and realize that I got to do this. I love um, that. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, and so speaking of, we were just talking about the night when we were all in CCIT. I think we played that album like back to front, yeah. front to back. Yep, cover to cover. <laughs> but yeah, um, Childish Gambino for sure. Without him, there is no me. Um, 
Tech Nine and Hobson have saved my life on multiple occasions. <laughs> Tech so, Nine was back in the day when he had what was that album called, man? Bro, the All Sixes and Sevens album to me, I think is like, yeah, the All Sixes and Sevens album and special effects to me are like they're basically like they're basically scripture. No, I actually heard Tech Nine for the first time playing Midnight Club, Los Angeles. Um, it was like. Tech Nine. His name is spelled stupid. I ain't gonna, that's, literally where I, that's literally where I discovered him. I'm not gonna lie to you. And then when um something else dropped in 2013, was it 2013? I think, or was it 2012? One of those. Something else dropped. In, and I heard um, what was the song I heard? It was fragile. That song I heard. It was fragile yeah. and it was so dope. No, it was so dope first. And I and I was like, this is my favorite fucking song. I played that song to death. Okay, that's great for sure, for sure. Since we're talking about so dope, real quick before I get back to the rest of my influences, shout out to Snow the product. She had the best verse on that song. I don't care what nobody says. She did. I don't know when I first heard heard of her. I was like, who the hell is this white girl? You know, what is going on? Shawty is vicious. Oh my god! First off, yeah, like she she was killing it, and plus. Bro, like, if you listen to her other stuff, when she started rapping in Spanish, like, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. Like, shout out. Is she going crazy for the Latinas right now? But, nah, just to get back to answer your question, like, my overall influences, like, right now, I'm, into, I'm influenced a lot more by, like, Brockhampton and, like, Wu-Tang and, like, um, MGK. And, honestly, I'm Anderson Pack, Wale, um, Jaden. Like, I'm... I'm all over the place with stuff, man. Like, I, and I think Mac Miller, of course. Like, I will never Mac Miller and Lauren Hill. I think two people that like define me heavily. So yeah, man, I'm, peace, I'm, I'm yeah, rest in peace. And I'm like, I'm all over the place. I'm I'm all over the place with some stuff. And I think that the more, which is honestly why, if like when people hear this and they, if they check out myself or they check out my socials, they'll know that like I'm reworking my whole like project right now and the part of the biggest reason of why i decided to like rework it was because i wasn't showing enough diversity and i wasn't showing something that really like encapsulated like me and so i kind of was like hey i gotta scrap this even though i like it i gotta scrap it and give something a lot more accurate right and so yeah so just again another super long answer i apologize but yeah i'm kind of all over the place with influences dog no, like, cause think about it is like it's hard to really tab one person, especially when you're an artist, like an artist that listens to as much as much music as you do. Like, it's hard to really pull one, cause you, cause you can pull things from, cause they like me, like I listen to everything. Like, I started listening to rock music a lot when I was like six or seven because of SmackDown versus Raw and shit. So mm-hmm. I listen to a lot, so I started listening to a lot of rock music, a lot of Breaking Benjamin, a lot of Three Days Grace, oh. a lot of um, Saving Able. Fucking um, yeah, I listen to a lot of a lot of people, you know, um, yeah. Project eighty six, whatever the fuck, and you know, you know, I listen and I started listening to dubstep a lot in, in middle school, you know, I listen to a lot of a lot of EDM, uh, Dead Mouse, Skrillex, um, you know, the list the list, can, the list really goes on, and you know, of course, I listen to a lot of rap, I listen to a lot of rap music. Like nowadays, like Lil Skies, Lil Grey, Lil Z Vert, Future, mm-hmm. 
I listen to so much music. Oh my gosh, ridiculous! I can't even go into it because I'm I'm be talking forever. But um, you know, and you you listen to music kind of like I do. Like you listen to so much, like you don't discriminate when it comes to music. And I think it's really really hard to really say this is the one guy that made that that inspired everything I did because no matter how great certain rappers are, they they don't do everything well. Yeah. Sometimes boom bap is all some someone can do. Sometimes mumble rap is all something some somebody can do. And that's fine. So it's good to take inspiration from all these other places because you can cre- you can create something truly unique, and I think that's what makes you know songs that get song of the year. That's what, that's what makes them go because they pull so many things from so many different places, and it makes a song such a unique record that you know that's what makes it so fucking great. So I think it's it's great that you take inspiration from other places and try not and try not to stay in one mold and and try to fit somebody's image that isn't yours yeah, yeah. Like, so how do you like, think so i'm sorry go ahead because you broke my back nah like nah. just to cap in on that just i the, there's no way i can completely like nail it down to one person but i will say like right now the one part like right now the two people who are like really like inspiring me are like oh i gotta go or like really making me like push what i want to do is the kid Leroy and Willow Smith like I think those two right now they're like they're killing it for me. I just got into Leroy um a couple months ago because I know my man's Mel. Shout out to Mel. Um, he listens to a lot of music just like I do, and he and I saw him listen to a lot of Leroy, and I was like, okay, and I was like, let me see, and I and I listened to um Letter Gun, and I was like, dang. Bruh, hold up. Give me one second. I'm gonna see one literally just came in the mail today. Because mm. you're gonna you're you're gonna realize when I tell you this kid is inspiring me, this is this is what I mean. For anyone that's listening to the audio, there is a whole kid Leroy merch oh in front of me. So I got a whole and, <laughs> no, no, and, the thing is, and the thing is this isn't even the first one. I bought this like Christmas. Just had to, I had to I had to step it up because I was like, oh, this one kind of bland. Yeah, but nah, like Leroy is the prince of sad boy music in my opinion right now. Mm, yeah, I'll give him that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But but I, listen to, I listen to sad boy music unironically. Like I don't even be sad because then just, if you're sad, why listen to sad music? Make it make <laughs> sense. No, I think that's like why would you want to make yourself more sad by listening to sad music? You're not wrong, but I just want to go back to talking about you know being authentic. How how important do you think authenticity is to music? Because there are a lot of niggas that try to say you know I'm from the tram from the trenches, but whole mm-hmm. time you're living in fucking you know three hundred four hundred thousand dollars town you know big ass houses. Your parents are mar- happily married with good jobs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're like you're living good. You know what I'm saying? I live, I've been living, you know, I don't, you know, I wouldn't, I've been, I've lived in the hood. I've lived in, you know, some bad parts, but I would never call myself a hood nigga. I would never put myself, I would never try to put that image on myself because that's not who I am. But niggas just be lying about where they're from and what they're about. And that shit, no, no, no. You're laughing. I'm so fucking serious because. No, you're you know, 100% right. Like, that's why I'm laughing. So much. I'm like, bro, like niggas I went to school with, I'm like, bro, why are you, why are you trying to be so hard? Like, why are you? What do you want to be a gangster for? Like, bro, you're not you're not built like that, bro. 
Like, nigga, please, like, bro, please, nigga, you're from the suburbs, please, stop what you doing, bro, like, you, you're not from, you're not from any trenches, bro. Bro, there's, okay, my, like I said earlier, I grew up in Germantown, bro, so that's all I hear, like, it's, like, bro, there's a, that is, like, it's all the, like, around me, it's a bunch of, like, oh, my parents work in D.C., my parents do this, it's a bunch of, like, people with, like, government jobs and stuff like that like you guys are comfy you guys are getting pension plans and stuff like that like i li- like again back to my mom's like respect yo we were literally like like we were in the bottom and then she worked her butt off to get us and to get us to where we at now and like so i got and so growing up and i'm coming into germantown i'm hearing all these people especially in like middle school and high school talking about bro, ain't nobody got out the bottom like me, bro, ain't nobody, and, like, I'm, like, bro, literally, I've seen where you lived your whole life, and, like, dog, you, you comfy, and then it's, like, it's another thing of just, like, people just being attracted to that lifestyle, and being some, from someone who, I wasn't even, like, in it like that, because obviously, I was young, but just being surrounded, and knowing the realities of, of everything, I was, like, I could never imagine being in that, but yet, everyone, but yet, all, everyone around me, growing up in like middle school and high school wanted it and was like it's something about I guess it's something about just having idle minds that like just makes you the most dangerous my mom has a quote about that I can't remember right now but like literally she's like but literally it's just like it it astounds me how much people want to be in the trap so much it honestly astounds me like think about because think about it it's like because I grew up with a few of them myself because I live because the um houses I lived, because I lived in my grandma's basement for, like, the first 12 years of my life or so. Um, mm. You know, for, or, or a good person, or a good portion of I'm taking a portion of because when I was really young, you know, we had an apartment, or, you know, and it burned down, whatever. So, because yeah. I, I grew up, you know, I grew up, you know, I grew up in the suburbs myself, so, you know, that's pretty much most of what I knew before we had to move out and move into a, a worse area, but, and I'm like, bro, y'all niggas grew up where I grew up. For real, yeah, 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 niggas are not built like that, bro. Like, I see how you live, I see how your parents live. You know, what I'm saying, y'all got three, four cars in the fucking car- garage in the, in the driveway. Your parents are married, they love you, they push you through school, they try to make sure you they give you the best they can. But you want to act like you're struggling because your parents aren't struggling, your parents are doing well, and exactly, it's like, bro. Like, why are you so obsessed with tell, like trying to struggle? The thing about it is, you can rap. But you don't have to worry about struggling. Think about Charles Gambino too. Like, you know what I'm saying? His folks have money, and he and he embraces that. He knows that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He doesn't rap about being poor, being broke, or being from the trenches because he knows he ain't from there. And I think that's the kind of the beauty of it. But it's like my nigga, like even rappers now. I'm like even rappers from my, you know the DMV, like from my area specifically in PG. It's like, bro, mm-hmm. I know a lot of you niggas. I've seen a lot of you niggas, like, but, you know, but whatever sells, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> exactly, whatever sells, yo. Whatever <laughs> sells. You know, like, I'm not going to judge anybody. I ain't going to call anyone out on this shit, but it's like, yeah, it's great. I, I feel like people dig you more if you're real about, if you're real about who you are, where you're from. Yeah, and shout out I, to, uh. Shout out to my boy Justin, because we were just having a conversation about that, because we were talking, like, as artists, like, bro, it, especially being the fact that, like, we're not in that, we're like, dang, we, we're running out of, like, stuff to figure out quick, and so the temptation is there, 
the temptation is there as a creative to always be like, man, I just want to like flip it and just like, man, talk about this, but you know, it won't be you. And the fact is that, and the fact of the matter is that authenticity, when you really win off of the fact of just telling something that really is you, that's the biggest win of all. Like, I would never want to, like, I would never want to like bold or platinum off a record that like I'm lying on. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and I feel like you, and I feel like it just it just feels more rewarding, cause yeah, I I don't think people, especially like very talented rappers, they don't do it for money per se. No, I mean like mm-hmm. I mean of course you do it to eventually you know you think it's your way you do it to get paid obviously, but it's that's yeah. not your main thing. You can tell with a lot of people like a lot of people are just lucky to be there, you know. A lot of people are like industry plants. A lot of people are just there to because they got put where they're at, not because they earned their way there. But a lot of rappers that had to earn and scrap their way up to the top is like they did it being themselves. And that's the beauty of it. But you know, because and they, and they don't do it for the money. They don't do it for the Grammys. They do it because that's their that's what they're passionate about. They, they do it because that's what they love to do. But like I said, what do I know? I'm not in the industry. I don't know any better. So don't, <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. No, nah, no, nah, that's actually a lot of that's actually a lot of insight, bro. And I think that's why we're so close and why we've gotten so close so quick is because, you know, we're both we both just want to be ourselves and move with honest intentions. And honestly, I think <laughs> honest intentions, honestly, but no, like genuinely, I think that that's all I I think that's one all I want around me. And that's two all I want to do with everything moving forward. Like, so exactly. So, it's, so it's like, because think about it. Because what I hear when I hear you rap, and I and I talk, and the more I talk, I'm like, you know what? You like this, the, you know, his music matches who exactly he is. Like, he he raps about real shit, shit that he goes through, shit that he has on his on his brain, and that's the good part. Because it's like, I don't I don't understand how it could be rewarding if you just capitalize on shit that that either you stole or just is a straight up lie. Like yeah. if I lied if I lied to someone about something, I would feel like shit about it. Unless, you know, especially especially if I cared about that person, that person's approval or that person's opinion or whatever the fuck the, you know, whatever the case may be. But I guess when a lot of people that are in music they don't really care. <laughs> Excuse me. Like a lot of people don't no, care. They, they do it just to gra- get a quick cash grab and it's like, damn, that's really how you feel about music. Okay, fair enough, but that's just kind of the you know that's kind of the climate of the industry, I guess. People are it's it's a it's a money driven business because a lot of people like if you hear a lot of the records, I'm like, bro, they're saying a lot of nothing. They either sing the same bars over and over. They just and especially like with these these TikTok songs, it's like, bro, y'all make me sick. I'm like. <laughs> Oh my god, like, and I'm like, y'all let me, so- like, Trackstar is the dumbest song I've ever heard, firstly. I I honestly don't think I've ever listened to that song all it, the way through. It's a stupid song. It is a dumb song. Waukesha is a dumb song. Oh, we could talk about, oh, we're we, we gonna talk about that. Like, look, all respect, all respect to Moneybag and all respect to everyone that was involved in that, but... I'm sorry. It is literally just a song about lean and cool. I get it. But when I see these girls post themselves up 
and that song in the background, I'm like, yo, you realize you're comparing yourself to a super addictive drug that has been killing people recently. I mean, that's kind of what women are, no? I'm just not going to say nothing because I... Mean, no, think about it, though. In essence, that's kind of what... Because... But no, they don't think about it that deep, so I'm not going to go that deep. But it's like, bro, it's literally just the sample that goes along with it. That's why it's so popular. It's an otherwise unremarkable song. It yeah. really is. But, but nah, like, I, I... Like, songs like that, songs like Trackstar, that shit with DDG and Coil Ray, that dumbass song, like shit like that. It's like, bro, please. And y'all let these songs get popular. Can y'all stop? I will say, though, bro. Like... Make music great again. The fuck? <laughs> no, no, not make music great I'm again. <laughs> but no, I think um right now like there's just lanes for stuff, man. Like there's just lanes, and I think the more and more we have this conversation, the more uh I feel like there's just a lane for everybody, bro. Like if you really want like expressive stuff, and if you really want like super authentic stuff, like bro, honestly, care for me is one care for me by Saba is one of the most authentic albums I've heard in the past like 10 years. Um, Blackstone by Smino, same, like just Smino, no name, Saba, that whole like pocket Mick Jenkins, of course, niggas, niggas, yep. Like, it's just they're just the most authentic right now. Like, JID's The Never Story, I think, is one of those as well. Um, oh, holy crap. I'm trying to... Even X, bro. Like, the Question Mark album, I think, is one of the most versatile and expressive, like, projects I've heard probably in my life. And same with, like, Mac Miller's Swimming. Like, it's... It's incredible. I feel like... I think if you want something true and authentic, you really do, like... It's there. It's, there's no, there's not a lack of it like people would like to perpetuate. It's right. Like you have to find it. And, and think about it, they, they won't, they won't. So a lot of this music that, a lot of the bad music gets pushed more than the good stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of like, so, that's why, like, when, I, when people try to tell me, well, so and so has more hits than this person. Well, first of all, bad songs can be hits too. <laughs> a hit doesn't make a song good. Yeah, you know. And I'm saying, like, bad songs, a bad song could go in the top 10 or even number one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe like, Coleray has more hits than Nariko. She probably do. But it's because, but that doesn't make her better. That doesn't make someone better than the other person. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, bro, like, come on, bro. They try to, they try to push these. Because the, the only time it was in the numbers is it was like, because certain artists I can believe in when it comes to numbers like niggas like Drake, mm-hmm. a, a Cole, a Kendrick, like niggas like that. I'm like, okay, they got high numbers because because you know what I'm saying that's just how good they are. But other people, yeah, just, and then like Cuddy, like, like the, the, because those people like have active fan bases that will go for it and really like do it like that. So like, like, yeah, same thing with like someone like like Nicki Minaj. Like I ain't gonna lie, her fan base is my fucking nerve, but she's amazing. Bro, she did seventy. She did seventy two. She did. She did seventy two thousand off a mixtape. I can't. I can't knock it. That's what I'm saying. Like I can't. Look, look, that's what I think about. Is like, Nicki Minaj is amazing. She's 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 she you know, she's goaded. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like her. She's on that Mount Rushmore. I don't know why they was playing with her. They really. And I'm like, bro. I remember they tried. They had like the women's Mount Rushmore. 
they put Cardi, and someone put Cardi B on, I'm like, of all people, I see you pick. If I had to make, gonna... if I had to make a women's rap, uh, rap my Rushmore. Oh, you know, I know I, what. Let me think. I put it. I put Nicki on there. Okay. I, I put Lil Kim up there. Okay. I put Lauren Hill up there. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one can be really interchangeable. You can put a lot of people. You can put, you can put MC Light up there. You can put the Brad in there. You can put. Queen, she can even put Queen Latifah in there. Honestly, like it's a even Foxy Brown in there. Like that, I think that that fourth spot is really interchangeable. But I think that top three is like that top three. I think. I got you. Uh, for me, I think Nikki Rhapsody. Uh. Oh shit, Rhapsody too. Fair enough. Nikki Rhapsody, Jean Grey is someone I really want to put on there. Um, also. Oh my God! Why am I blanking right now? Of course, Lauren. I've been praising her this whole episode. <laughs> and then I guess as like an honorable fifth. Oh man, I'm really definitely definitely Queen. La- no, actually, swap Jean Grey for Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah's gotta be on there. Uh, Jean Grey is gonna be my honorable fifth. Okay. I respect it. I respect it. So, yeah. That's they, and it's so beautiful because women's rap, you know, it went through a time where it wasn't, like there weren't a lot of good, really good female rappers to go that that you know to really go around. And nowadays, like we have so many, we have. Oh, they're, they're, they've been running the game for the past five years. I dare yes, somebody like, to tell me the, the Rico Nasty of the world, the you know the Flo Millies, you know. And so on and so forth. I love Flo Millie. I, I love her so much. Jesus Christ. Okay. I would be remiss if I did not mention Detronada, Lotto. Like, uh huh. Oh my God. Even Alyssa Marie, super underground. Snow the product, super underground. Bean. She was on Rhythm and Flow. I've been following her for years. I go to BK, BK the Ruler, too. She's tough. Oh. He go crazy, bro. Oh my god! And it's like, I, and I love female rappers. Like a lot, a lot of niggas won't listen to, to women just because they, you know, listen to female because because they're females. And I'm like, wow, really? I'd be crazy. Like, listen to, well, men that be cranking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit, Young and May crank like motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd be cranking. So for me, yeah, bro. And Young and May and Rico nasty and all them. I'd be, bro. I'd be in my, I'd be in my jam with them. Fuck you talking about, bro. Like, they- I don't, I I will always say this. I don't care. I don't care what you are, what you do, whatever. As long as you have the authenticity and the bars to back it up, bro, I'm always going to give you a play. I'm telling you, bro. That's all I fucking care about. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you like. I don't care where you come from, bro. Like, bro. (laughs) I'm a crank. I don't give a fuck. Unless you're like a pedophile or something crazy, then that's different. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's if, if, if you got something like that going on, oh yeah, nah. If that's like an a, extenuating that's an extenuating circumstance, right? Like, like, crazy shit like that, like you know, you gotta go kill yourself. <laughs> but um, but yeah, though, like the state, like so, what do you so? How would you describe the state of hip hop as it is now? Like, do you think it's do you think it's in a good state? Do you think it's in a bad state? Do you think it's better than it has been? Do you think it has room for improvement? Like, what do you like? What would you say? Here's the thing. I think it's a. Here's the thing. I think it's amazing, 
And honestly, I feel like if you had asked me this question maybe like three years ago, I would have said it's completely trash. But then again, three years ago, me listened to nothing but like Tech Nine, King Crooked. Not that I have anything against those guys. Those are still like my inspiration. But it's just the fact of my taste and everything is so much wider now and so much more diverse. And I realized that there are, it's literally just like I said, there are lanes for everything, bro. Like it doesn't matter. Like there's no need for such division because I feel like once there's division in our culture, we're going to implode on ourselves when that's really what we shouldn't be doing. Like, bro, I don't know if you've ever seen this uh, Rap Radar interview that Elliot Wilson did, but um, literally it is Griselda shouting out Gunna. I never thought I would hear it in my life because those are two completely different like sounds, but it makes so much sense when you think about it, bro. Yeah, like so. The thing about it, the thing about it is like you see, you see, you see more of it where you know artists or singers from different genres will shout out rap because, like, because you know, Young Thug has worked with Elton John for fuck's sake. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly, bro. And 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 the thing about it, like, there's there's so many unique sounds, there's so many unique rappers, so many unique artists out here, and it's like it's beautiful to look at, really. You know. Because you know, I can you know you can listen from you can go from Cole to Playboy Cardi to Cody Shane to Lil Skies to Future to like you can do, like there are so many unique sounds, so many unique artists out here, and it's like you can't even hate what rap is nowadays because there's so much to go around. Unless you're just that old that fake ass old head that says, "Well, mumble rap is this and that, bro." Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Honest, I'm be real, bro. No one wants to listen to lyrical shit all the fucking time. I'm gonna be a hundred. Like, I'm not like if you're a Cole fan, that's fine. But if you, if you listen to exclusively to J Cole and niggas like that, like, bro, I don't understand. You're probably the most boring nigga in the world, bro. Crazy, because, crazy. No, because like, because listen, bro, because like, bro, I don't mind listening to some bullshit every once in a while. Nah. I, I really don't. Like, I I get what you're saying. Even look at my playlist, bro. It's a, it's a mixture of lyrical shit. It's a mixture of bullshit. I don't really care. You know, really like, there, there's so much beautiful music going on, and motherfuckers will not even embrace it because it's not completely lyrical, or it's not boom bap, or it's not what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, whatever, dude. Please take your eyes back, take your eyes back to the '90s, then. Bro, you're make. I'm so happy of my like personal evolution as like a listener now and just as a person. Because that whole minute of what you were saying was just full-on attacks to me, like, three years ago. So I'm so happy of the fact that, like, I've grown and that I can, like, embrace and make fun of the fact that literally all I did throughout high school was listen to, like, Black Star. And, like, just I would just play most Def's album, like, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. That shit doesn't even seem fun. Like, my nigga, please. Like, I know niggas that literally listen to the same music over and over. Like, how can you listen to trap music all the time? How can you listen to Young Boy all the time? Like, bro, do y'all niggas not get bored? That shit? <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, what the fuck? Like, please. Listen to somebody else. I'm begging you. It will not kill you. My god. I feel you on that, though. No, it's just it's frustrating. I'm like, god damn. Like, I hate going to people's functions. And they play the same music over and over and over, the same songs over and over. I'm like, that's why I'm like, I'm hoping to God to get this house because I can have my own function playing whatever the fuck I want to play. Because niggas are, because think about it, if I DJ'd, I have this shit lit the fuck up. Because 
Some niggas don't know how to. Some niggas don't know how to DJ. Bro, bro. Can I tell you that was how I wanted to be known in Frostburg. I wanted to be known as the DJ who used to have the fire playlist on the Ox. And bro, here's the thing. I was hanging with a bunch of swim dudes my uh, freshman year. And I remember I'd ask like the head swim guy. I was like, yo, can I like DJ one year parties? Da, 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 da. And I sent him the most fire playlist, bro. I sent it. I put in days. I put in a week's worth on that. Because the party was like, fr- the party, I'd ask him like maybe like a week before the party. That was going to be like that next Friday. Bro, I put in a week's worth of time on that place. I was like, ooh, he's not going to be able to deny this. This everything. You are, he's like, ah, bro, you know it's good, but you know, it needs more country. After then, I was like, I'm cool. I'm good. Goodbye. I was like, this is not how I need to be known. Country? <laughs> See, the thing about, I wasn't everything except for gospel country. I wasn't everything but that. He said it needs more tractors. <laughs> Cold eye, don't want to turn them lines down low. But yeah, like, literally. fuck you, bitch. You broke my heart. Bitch, get the fuck out of here, bro, please. But the one thing I will say, I'm happy I went through that experience because it told me, it taught me how to understand my audience, which is what I now exactly. try and do a whole lot more. Exactly, like, bro. I think about it is, bro, if there are women in the party, bro, we're going to play some shit so they can shake ass. It's simple. Like, cause I remember, cause we had a party for Omar. I think you were there. We had a party for Omar for his birthday, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I was, and, and I was DJ for the most part until motherfuckers, until I got, until I got high and I got irritated, and motherfuckers kept asking me to play a certain shit, and I'm like, bro, I'm not playing that, and I let, and I let someone else take over the DJ because I got annoyed. But I remember one nigga was like, play low pump, and I'm like, play who? Low pump. Oh, like you know. Yeah, I was grabbing Colin's fat ass laptop, closing it, and smacking that nigga over the head with it. Cause I'm like, bro, there there and there were like plenty, there were like plenty of women in that zone. I'm like, bro, we're about to play some shit so they can get turned the fuck up. Some city girls, something. Yeah. I think about it. And parties know what the fuck your audience is. You can't you can't just play the shit that you feel like hearing, especially in a party. You know what I'm saying? You want the party be league? You gotta know what your eyes is. You gotta know what the fuck you're doing. And a lot of niggas see if, if a nigga, if someone had a party and they say, "Can you DJ?" I'm like, bro, hell yeah, man. Listen, it would be no, it bro, it would be no competition, bro. I would kill that shit. Like, stop playing, bro. Uh, uh, I just wish they started letting the real music nerds onto the ox, bro, at these parties, dog. I really no, wish. Bro. Like, not the niggas that listen to the same 10 songs in rotation, like, please. Not, not the them. joints that just play Rap Caviar and call it a day. Because, <laughs> listen, nigga, I, I make my own playlists. I don't I don't just pick one from Apple Music and play that shit, bro. I make my own. And think about it, I, I take a lot of time making playlists. It's so crazy. Like, I feel like it's like, it's making a playlist is an art form. That bro. shit is an art form. Bro, the art of playlist making is crazy. I, you know what I will tell you, bro? I had the craziest playlist play, playlist making experience this literally this week. Cause my homegirl, probably one of my favorite people that I've met in Frostburg. Shout out to my homegirl Amber. Um, he's a huge, huge stoner, and so I was like, you know what? I don't partake, but I'm gonna make her a playlist. So that way, when she, you know, she's trying to vibe, I'm gonna just. Give her the vibes. 
Bro, let me, when I tell you, I had to make sure that when you're, I had to make sure, I had to like, I had to imagine what that state of mind is so much so that way I could put the right joints on there, bro. Like, I was so, it, it was in depth, bro. That was a whole like three hour experience playing that see, game. And, 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 see, and that's beautiful, bro. That's really considerate. Listen, bro. Because think about it, I have a playlist for everything. I have it. Now, I'm, I'm actually reading them off to you. Give me a second. I have a playlist for everything. Like, because I'm prepared for all of it. I'm prepared for all of it. I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a high playlist, a workout playlist, mm. a lituation playlist. Okay. A, a running playlist. Nigga, okay. I have a white songs playlist, and I have a sex playlist. I have a playlist for everything. I'm prepared for it all. Of I'm course. For it, my nigga, because like, and, and, and it's just like, bro, because I'm not good at just picking music. Cause I'm too lazy to go into my albums, pick an album, play that album. I'm too yeah. lazy. Make it happen. Playlist makes it so much easier. Man, fuck that shit. It's too much. It's really too much. You're 100 percent right, dog. Like it's just like shout out to the like shout out to the people who really, really like curate their playlist, dog. Like I really appreciate that so much. Shout out that nigga Mel one more time. Deuce. Shout out that nigga Mel because um I had a nigga send me a few playlists um and I'm like. This nigga knows what the fuck he's doing. Like that shit is <laughs> that shit is really, really, really an art form, bro. Like that ass. If yeah, if niggas ever get a chance, follow follow that nigga on Apple Music, please. Do yourself a fucking favor. That nigga's amazing. But man, shit. Honestly, man. I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real with you. Uh so I live upstairs in my house. I live I stay upstairs. Mm. It gets very hot upstairs. Yeah. I put my AC on because my AC is loud. I got you. Second of all, second of all I'm getting hot, and <laughs> I'm getting a little bit tired. I ain't gonna lie to you. And, it's okay, big man. You know, and you know, and honestly, this is fun. Honestly, like this is, I'm having a blast right now, and we're, we're, working on, we're working on about an hour at this point. But uh, I just want to close and say, you know, like shit. What do you have coming up next, dude? What's next? Uh... I love how you asked me how I have what I have coming up next when like I okay so here's what I'm gonna here's what I have coming up next I'm gonna be dropping singles probably throughout the rest of the summer while I go retreat and like figure out what's going on with this project and figure out how to make it work um I've got some fun stuff coming up with our mutual friend Landa Rob shout out to him I got some shout fun out, stuff shout coming out for sure for sure uh I've got I've got, of course, some fun stuff coming with Paradox. He's like, my right, our, our chemistry on records is just crazy. And uh, I think right now I'm just trying to focus and run up the catalog I already have before I give you all a super cohesive and probably my best project yet. Honestly, man, I look forward to it. I ain't gonna lie. I look forward to it for sure. Man, born to be a, born to be a legend, you know. Coming whenever, coming whenever, <laughs> coming coming. Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Like shit. Exactly. Coming, you know. coming soon. Coming whenever the fuck you feel like putting it out at this point. Honestly, bro. Because honest, honest to God, bro. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you, bro. When I posted up the video on my IG of why it was being scrapped and reworked, as soon as I finished recording that video and posting it, 
I low key had to shed a thug tear because I was like, I was so ready, I was so ready to give y'all this, but I knew in my heart of hearts that I couldn't. Like, and I was so worried about like people. I was so worried, like, I was so worried that like the few people that like actually do care about my stuff were gonna be like, man, but we were waiting. It's supposed to drop in like two weeks. Da 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 da. But the fact that I got, for the most part, a bunch of people that were like, yeah, we get it. You want to, like, make sure that our time's not being wasted as listeners and that you're putting out the best representation. Yeah, bro, because the thing about artists sometimes, like, they they will make your ass wait. Like, when, like, Uzi waited, like, what, two, three years to drop Eternal to Take, and I was like, I remember waiting for that album. That was the most agonizing wait of an album I ever experienced in my life. And I remember when that, when that shit dropped. It was right before COVID hit. I was in the CCIT building, bro. Oh my gosh! And I, I remember when it dropped. I had, I put it on my Spotify on the big TV, and I was in so much joy. Do you so know? Funny story about that. I don't think we, I don't think we were close when that album dropped. But I will say uh, that that literally the day before, I had posted up on like my story. I was like talking about like albums that people want to come out, and someone said EA, and I said that album's never coming out because I used to just laugh at Uzi fans for that. And then literally the next day it dropped, I said, well, I have to take everything back now. <laughs> no, nah, for real. This nigga was like, oh, damn. I stand corrected. Jeez. Exactly. Like, bro, literally the day after I posted up, wow, EA is never dropping, he drops it. And I'm literally in the middle of Grey Hall in like the lounge because that's where I was staying at that time. And I was like, well, I feel like an idiot just Pie all over my face, just man, shit. But man, I look, I really do look forward to next time because because you've been you've been doing your thing lately, honestly. So everybody, stream, go go check out Hellblazer. Still, kid, devil, because yeah, Apple is fucking slow. They but, are, man. I'm... Uh, go stream Mrs. Melanin. Go stream Pain and everything else, man, this man's been killing it for sure, and uh, yeah. we'll be back on this shit very, very soon. I'm thinking I'm thinking next week, but we'll see how it goes. We'll be back soon. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's been, it's been real. Thanks for joining me. This is gonna be a fun ride, and I'm happy that you asked me to be a part of it, man. But no. yeah, like he said, go check out Pain, go check out Mrs. Melanin, go check out Playboy Bunny, Go check out, you know, everything out there. I'm sure that we'll put the social somewhere in this. Yeah, check it'll, it out. it'll be somewhere. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, man, like I said, thanks for having me on, and I can't wait to get back to this soon. For sure, for sure. Well, this is Reek. This is the Lion of Sauce podcast. I don't know if I'm going to... Honestly, this is basically a restart. It's not really bad, it's a restart, because I don't like having so much time between episodes, so I'm going to just basically... This is going to be episode one, okay? God damn it. Boom. <laughs> Shit. Boom. Lion of the Sauce, Lion of the Sauce, uh, version two, episode one. You know, that's, that's what it's got to be at this point. But, shit, we'll be seeing you all soon. Peace. Peace.